Hey, Brock, how are you? Doing well, John. How are you? It's good to be in Modest Man Headquarters, NYC. Yeah, well, welcome to the dream. <laughs> we have a lot of updates to talk about yeah. for the people that tune in to hear I feel about. like it's been about 18 months since <laughs> we <Yes>. last spoke. <laughs> I know, because I don't think we did an episode before. I think the last one was before I had a baby. We recorded them after we had the baby, but that was with mm-hmm. a guest. But I don't think we've really caught up since uh, since the summer. We tried to a couple weeks ago. You you came over. Uh-huh. And, and we did catch up. We, we caught up for like two and a half hours, but we just didn't. We forgot to hit record. That, yes. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. But we need to keep the, 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 guests, the listeners updated as to uh, all the action that's going on. Because you haven't really talked about moving yeah. yet yeah I, I haven't i haven't made an announcement on youtube or anything but uh yeah i'm in i'm in new york now so moved to new york uh living in the upper east side got a little studio which we're currently in mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's awesome been here for like oh, you upgraded weeks. from the air mattress i have a real bed I now here. i have a real bed <laughs> i pretty much have the entire place ready i still need window blinds which is weird i've never bought blinds before now so I guess that's what you do in your mid thirties. <laughs> Thanks to today's sponsor, Blinds.com. I wish I Use tried to get in touch with. <laughs> I tried to get in touch with Blinds.com and they, they ignored me, but I do have some sweet stuff from Article. So there'll be I'll do a video tour if you guys follow on YouTube and uh, show you the place. I use Blinds.com at my house. Half most of our house is Blinds.com. Hmm. Yeah. I use their competitor Blindster because I was uh, spiting them. Oh. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, no, it's cool. It, it's awesome. It's like just enough space and can do videos in here and yeah well and you're also like you're living the bachelor life because your your wife is over in europe and yeah so you decided to come to new york so you have easier access to, to europe which is great yeah yeah wife's from rome and uh it's very easy to get from new york city to rome or really anywhere in europe so i'm up here uh doing my uh peter manning marketing stuff running modest man there's so much happening up here in the, in the fashion industry and yeah it's really cool I know. I've been here three of the last four weeks. John basically lives here now too. Yeah. The guy <laughs> at the at the hostel that I stay at was like, "Oh, you're back?" And I was like, "Yes, yes, I am." They should get like a monthly uh, deal with them or something. Oh, that would be nice. I need a I need a bigger room though. I don't fit in the rooms. So, so my place is small, but your your hostel place is. It's like the bed, myself. basically, right? I can fit my the mattresses in there, and then the suitcase that i bring takes up the rest of the room that's how big the the hostel is wow. so on my personal channel i have a video where i i was in the larger room with a with a double size bed not a queen mm. bed it was a double mm-hmm. so um and i showed that one but there's like lattice on the ceilings because it's shared sleeping it's a hostel that's right there was like somebody above right there's no one like above another- but the like room next to you like you can hear everything going on oh there. okay okay yeah so yeah. you sleep with them i sleep i bring a mask and i have earplugs and that's how i sleep but yeah the twin bed that I stay in, I physically don't fit. It would be nice mm-hmm. to be a modest man in the. Uh, in yeah, the twin it'd bed. probably be plenty of space. <laughs> I have a full right now because I, you know, we have a queen at, at our last house, and uh, I got a full just to have more space in the apartment because you know Becca might be here a couple times during her stay in in, uh, in Europe. So I was like, yeah, I'll just get a full, which is plenty for one person, but I don't think I can go back to a twin. Mm, no. Yeah. For a while, my wife and I stayed on a twin. Like when I first bought my house, I brought my twin bed from my apartment that I was renting and we slept on there and everybody thought we were weird. And now we look back and we're like, wasn't that weird? You, you get used to whatever you have. Like I remember in college we had twins, be, twin beds in our dorms and like, you know, we, we had girlfriends and stuff and like, it was just normal. You just did, we didn't even have AC either, just twin beds and no AC in, uh, in, in mid Atlantic summers. But you know, then you have a queen bed and you're like, eh, and you can't really go back. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Well, I had a baby in the summer, our third on end of July. And then spent most of August hanging out with 
the whole family and basically not doing much, which was really nice. You took a vacation, a a time off work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, it was weird, but, uh, I ended up like I had video shot and I had some all kinds of stuff, but I think that I put the Alan Edmond ones out in August. I think I did put it out after the baby. I can't remember that project, uh, was the most I've worked on anything I think in my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I actually recorded a podcast episode when I was like in the trough of it. And I was like, this is, this is the worst. I don't think I don't, I never put it out. It's still sitting in the folder. Maybe I'll put it out as a after dark exclusive or something. But so how, how the video land on the audience, how did it perform compared to how you thought it was going to do? Almost exactly what I expected. Hmm. It's like, I've definitely figured out, I, I definitely have a pretty good sense about the videos and YouTube and stuff. Like I figured it wouldn't be a huge video but the people that would watch it stuck around and like mm-hmm. the audience retention on it is like 60%. It's mm-hmm. like through the roof, especially for a 50 minute video. And so like the people that find it stick around and watch it, mm-hmm. but it hasn't, it didn't like cross over into a wider audience. Yeah. But it's like, if anybody is an Alan Edmonds enthusiast, are they really into it? Like they've watched that video and mm-hmm. it's nice to like in the Alan Edmonds enthusiast group, people will ask questions and then sometimes people will post that video and say, go to this, like, you know, go Time to like, the 35 minute mark and it, t- and it talks about that sort of thing. Yeah. But the three people that I worked with on the video have all left Alan Edmonds since then. And so wow. like, the president is gone. That was in the video. Mm-hmm. Like he's not there anymore. Well, I don't know if that's public, uh, but I was told by my former, uh, my buddies that, uh, work there that he's not there, but the guy who's been there for 30 years, the one who like designs all the welts and all the, like the manufacturing process, he's still there, which is comforting. Mm. Like you can change a president and it's not going to make that big of a difference. The guy who like designs the machines that make the shoes, he's still there. And so that's a little bit reassuring, but yeah, they turned over some marketing people. Well, the, the video definitely, I mean, I was, I was a fan of the brand. My first pair of dress shoes is the, the park Avenue and I still, they're still my favorite pair. They're like very comfortable. I wear them a lot. Um, but you, you know, I've heard things just like everybody about the quality and like, changes with the brand uh recently but i gotta say that video kind of renewed my faith a little bit or or maybe gave me a little more respect for the the brand and and their mindset behind it um as long as whoever came in to replace those people share the philosophy yeah it helped me too because i've talked to so many brands now that want to make in the usa and they hit a certain scale like i just talked about this in my mizzen and main video it's like they can't manufacture at a certain scale in the u.s unless you own the entire supply chain like alan edmonds and they're mm-hmm. like one of the only people that's doing it like yes alden makes shoes here but they don't do it at a scale that alan edmonds does like yeah alan edmonds is unique in that they make so many shoes and they have such you know, everything's done here and like i miss uh, spoke in my original Alan Edmonds video, I said that they were no longer using American leathers, but they've always used French, German, Italian leathers because mm-hmm. they just want to use the best stuff. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the brands that use those tanneries, those are much more expensive shoes. And so, it also for me, like I never, I had a couple of pairs of their shoes, but I never really, like actively shopped them. Mm-hmm. But now when guys reach out, like it's really easy to say, like um, I've been getting a lot of questions about boots, like guys that want boots, like a Chelsea boot or like a winter boot. And it's really easy to say, like, look at this waterproof collection from Allen Edmonds that have waterproof leathers and a waterproof membrane that you don't really see in other places. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I'll reference either the, the boot check video I did last year or say, like, you know, check out this collection. And right now they're having a sale. They, they do, like, two sales a year. And this is right. time for one of them. And so, I thought it was interesting what, I think it was the president, what he was saying about direct-to-consumer brands. And, yes. And he was like, you know, we're direct-to-consumer. Like, yeah, we have a, we do wholesale, but, like, you can buy them from our website, and that's literally direct to consumer. Was these new D 2 C brands 
they're just middlemen between you and the manufacturer, basically. Yeah. yeah. And he, he referenced in when we were there, I don't think it was in the video, but he referenced like Tecovas, the boot mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. He was like, they're they're using a manufacturer that makes other Western boots, but they're saying they're direct to consumer. And it's like they're direct to consumer marketing wise or like sales wise. Yeah. Uh, but like the the head of manufacturing, uh, Jim Cass in that video, he kept I would ask him questions and he would give me two answers. One was like the most real answer that he could give me. And the second one is like more of a customer answer. So mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know, cause he can design any shoe he wants. He can take the lat, you know, the 65 last, put any upper on it. He can mix and match the leathers, like, because he can, he knows the process mm-hmm. and he's like, Oh, you know, like, you know, tell me what shoe you want and mm-hmm. whatever you want and I'll make it for you. And I was like, well, can a customer order this? And he's like, no, like, blah, blah, blah. And, or I'll be like, you know, how long does it take if, if I, if you custom design a shoe and, and you like want to make that, he goes, man, I can get this thing offline in two hours. And the president's like, yeah, but the customers can't do that. And he goes, right. Like we have, to, we have special process for these in the undertone. I don't think I, I had to mention this in the video, but like the underlying message of a lot of those discussions was they want to go to custom footwear. They want to get to a mm-hmm. point where they have a platform where you can say you want this last, this upper, this leather, this color, and then you can order it and they'll make it within a couple of days because they can do that. Like they can make, you can tell them you want a shoe and they can make it in the same day. It's just their, their overall processes. And they mention it a little bit in the video. And so it'll be really interesting to see if they can actually, you know, if they get the tech talent to make that a viable platform. Cause like Mm -hmm. you and I have used custom shoemakers in the past and like, it's pretty good. They take four weeks and it's pretty competitive. Like, you know, they're about two to $300 depending on the company. And so it'd be interesting to see if they can, like move their own culture into that space because they're experimenting with it now with these trunk shows. So you can go, they're doing a trunk show right now with like Shell Cordovan. So they have an exclusive run of Shell Cordovan Mm -hmm. and you can go to the store and say, you want this boot or you want it in a derby, you want this color and you can customize and they'll build it for you Mm -hmm. in the trunk show. But to see them at scale would be pretty cool. So yeah, because right now it seems like the custom footwear market is very similar to custom suiting where it's like middle to slightly higher end it takes about a month um, and customization is I'd say kind of limited um, but it seems like 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 if Alan Edmonds started doing custom shoes that would be like some heritage shoe brand all of a sudden just going to like online made to measure yeah yeah, yeah. that's like when Joseph A. Bank kind of opened up made to measure mm-hmm. yeah. yeah well so I have that and then last week I was here and I interviewed Joseph Abood by the time people hear this the episode will have been up and mm. I'm very disappointed in my interviewing skills. Like I had these questions that I want to ask him and I asked him in the interview, but then I like at the end of the question, I added something onto it that I didn't get to ask the actual question that I wanted. Uh. And so like one of them was, you know, you were, you were in the era where you know, Joseph Abu was in the era of Ralph Lauren and Tommy Hilfiger and Donna Karen, like the designer era of the eighties, but he's not as well known as the others. Like he's not a figure, he's, you know, I think he's a known, he's a, world famous international American menswear designer, but he's not in that upper echelon. And I didn't get to dig into that as much as I wanted. I got, I, you know, I, I talked about that a little bit and he was, you know, he, he said he admired Ralph Lauren and those guys. But then I also, I was like, you know, you were, you started in this business when a lot of the stuff was made in America, but then it outsourced to China. And then as I was asking that, I was like, you know, cause he also has a whole line that's made in the U S and mm-hmm. he has a, a factory in Bedford, Massachusetts, New Bedford, Massachusetts. But I didn't get to dig into saying like, did you think you had to go to China because that's where the rest of the market, like I didn't get to dig into some of that stuff. And mm-hmm. so it like, it's, it's helpful that we've done so many episodes now that I 
I can at least recognize where I went wrong for future things. Mm -hmm. Um, but it makes you really appreciate, um, like really good interviewers, you know, cause like the ability, like I think about, um, I mean, obviously like, like Blamo, which if you listen to this podcast, you might, you might listen to Blamo. If you don't, you should check it out. Um, but like I referenced the Blamo podcast in the Joseph Abood because I said I basically right. said like if you want to hear the rest of Joseph's story like he covered it in Blamo I didn't want to cover the same stuff I wanted to cover these other things yeah um, so yeah, yeah Blamo is really good yeah really good um, like like even like um, uh, first we feast hot ones yes like Sean yeah Sean's like an excellent interviewer and he's he has the ability I mean not only there's a lot of prep go into it so the questions are are just really good questions but the ability to ask a question and just let it hang and let the guests kind of, you know, dive into it. And like, if you watch an episode of hot ones, like there's so many times in every single episode where the guest says, wow, that's a good question. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's kind of weird in the delivery. Like his personality is kind of odd, but his yeah. questions are so good. Yeah. And yeah. I liked, I was listening to an interview with him on the H3 podcast and they were mm. like, how do you get all this dirt, this, this like dirt on these people? And, and he was like, it's just, you just go look for it. Yeah. Like, I think people want a shortcut into how do you get that great information, but he's like, I literally just scroll through their Instagram all the way back. I watch these interviews. Like, there's no yeah. shortcut to it. Yeah. And you can tell, you can tell by the way that he asks things. I just watched Paul Rudd's last night. Did you watch the Paul Rudd it's one? So good. Oh, I want to be Paul yeah. Rudd when I grow up. Yeah. I, yeah, seriously. He's like, I already liked Paul Rudd a lot, but that, and that, I think that had like, when I saw it, it was, it was the same day that it was published. I already had almost a million views. And every single comment was just like, about how much people love Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he's he's got to be like the most likable celebrity in America right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I remember like like Anchorman. That was the first time I was exposed to him, and I was like, this this guy is special. Like he literally didn't pitch anything at the end. He's like, all right, what are you up to, Paul? He's he's like he's like nah. He's like I don't have anything to say. It's yeah. like just me and you here. <laughs> I know. I do want to watch that show though. My wife doesn't want to watch it because it looks kind of like like scary ish, like oh, yeah, horror yeah. type thing. And I was yeah. like, all right, I'll watch it on my own. That's that's fine. With yeah, me. I'll watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm also in New York a lot because I have big news similar to your Peter Manning stuff last mm-hmm. year is I'm joining a company. So I'm, I only went a full year on my own, which is... Wait, can you can you talk about it? Can you... Well, I start tomorrow. I start on okay. the 23rd is my, my like actual start date. Oh, as, so when this goes up, it'll... Yeah, yeah. So this will be up next week. But I'm the co-founder and chief marketing officer of men's cosmetics brand Strix mm. as of tomorrow. And... Uh, I will still do the channel. I'm going to drop it down. I'm not going to do nearly as many videos, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I see it a lot as like I will no longer have to chase sponsorships or anything. Like I can still do the videos that I want, but mm-hmm. I won't have to chase sponsorships. But it'll also give me this inside view on a lot of my business videos. It's like I've observed how brands have grown and I've talked about it and I've analyzed it and, and all that stuff, but now I can actually go do it. And so mm-hmm. it'll give me a whole different appreciation and knowledge for that sort of thing as I talk about the brands and the space. But it also won't restrict me from doing a lot of clothing reviews because it's not competitive. It's like it's skincare and it's men's stuff. So yeah. maybe I won't do like face washes and things, but um, mm-hmm. like clothing, suiting, shirting, shoes, like all the stuff that's really built the channel, I can still really focus on. And it's very uh, exciting. And I might move to New York in the spring if things go well. So, you know, New York's going to get a couple of, a couple <laughs> more uh, Shanahan's in the house because the whole family would come out and. We're actually spending the weekend in Brooklyn this weekend to look at neighborhoods, and so nice. It's gonna be weird. So, so how how did you come to this decision? Well, Strix reached out to me wanting to know if I knew anybody that had a lot of experience in digital marketing and video and that sort of thing. And I said, well, they they like if I knew anybody because I was like busy and I was like, 
It's like, well, I've been thinking about it. And so, you know, it was, I, I had a lot of calls with them, but even from when I reviewed the product in January, that happened at like the end of August. But when I reviewed the product in January and I was talking to the company, I was like, it's like, this is interesting. It's like, it's the, it's a cool product. It's the right time. Like the market's really interesting. I like, I love that space. And, uh, so when they reached out, I was like, yeah, that, that sounds, that sounds pretty good. But, uh, the fact that I can still do the channel and I can still like have that stuff going on, but then I can also kind of go off and, and build this thing. Like when I started at my old startup, I was the 13th employee. When I left, there were like a hundred people. So like mm -hmm. I've gotten, I've been able to do that with one and it's like, it's really exciting. It's, there's a lot of cool stuff that you learn and it's the best business school you could ever ask for. And mm -hmm. so to like have that chance now, but really from, from the bottom, I'm the second, uh, I'm the second full-time employee then, uh, it's a really unique experience. So yeah, I start tomorrow and we'll see where it goes from there. The, the move might happen in the spring. That's all, that's all TBD. So you'll be in the city regularly until then. Yeah. 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 As needed. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Yeah, I don't know if they can sponsor. I don't know how that how that stuff works now. If uh, Peter Manning and Strix can sponsor the Button Up podcast, and seriously, why doesn't Pe huh. Peter Manning? We should talk to some marketing. We should talk to somebody. Yeah, <laughs> who runs marketing for Strix? Because they should sponsor this. That's a, yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. I don't know. So that's been interesting the past few weeks. Like my wife is my wife's pretty excited. I'm excited to like be here. Like I in the past five years, I went from saying I would never ever live in New York to I would live in New York under the right circumstances to, okay, I think I'm ready to live in New York. Like 2016, I was here every three weeks through that year. I was here a lot. And like, it gave me a new appreciation for the city. And like you and I have talked about this before. It's like everybody here is doing something. There's, it's like electric, like the people that are here. And I, I used to work in downtown Pittsburgh and I, and I left that company and went out to the suburbs. And like, I missed being in downtown Pittsburgh, which is, yeah. which is like basically four blocks in New York is like downtown Pittsburgh. Yeah. But like, there's an energy to, you know, when you go out to lunch and you can go anywhere in the city and there's like people and, it, and it's a very different environment. And like, just to have that chance to like be here. And I know there's a ton of my audience that's here too. Cause like when I post things from New York, people will say like, Hey, like can we meet up or like a coffee and like yeah. just to be around so much of what's happening. It's like, I've tried to recreate that in Pittsburgh. Like I tried to find the people that are doing things like this or blogging or, or YouTube or Instagram. Yeah. And like, I think I found them all, which is frustrating that it's not, there's not a larger pool to do that. Yeah. And, uh, so that's, what's probably the most exciting about the whole thing. Yeah. The, the density of, uh, of just people just doing kind of their own version of creative entrepreneurship hustle, you know, is amazing here. It's funny. You say you went from never wanting to live in New York to looking at apartments in Brooklyn this weekend. I went from, I I really have to live in New York for at least one year in my life to to being here for for at least one year. So, uh, yeah, it's an exciting year, man. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, it's nice for you just to be back on the East Coast. I'm sure family and everything, because you were back here a lot, especially with Peter Manning. You were here like every month. Yeah, yeah. I mean, between family and and Peter Manning, because um, I was out in Arizona for like three and a half years, almost four years, and I grew up outside of DC. So I'm I'm I identify as an East Coaster. I'm, most of my family is still here. Um, and I, I came back here all the time. So yeah, I, I love it. It's great to be back and I can just take the train down, see the family, you know, see my nieces and yeah, it's great. I know we'll pretty soon take a train, come see the whole clan, um, Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. And every time I like every time I'm here, I get recognized on the subway, which is like the coolest thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy how many, like, cause that, that almost never happened 
happened a couple times in DC, maybe twice in Tucson the whole time I was there. But here, it's like because I feel like if you this look at our like, people, it's our people. Like if you look at like your YouTube analytics, like like New York and LA are like, like you know US is the number one country, and then New York and LA are the two biggest cities. So there's just a lot of people here who are into menswear. You know. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's our uh, summer update. I guess the rest of the year, I mean, like I've just been turning down every brand mostly because of holiday. It's like everybody wants stuff for holiday. But yeah. It's, there's like a lot of stuff going on. And so it'll mostly just be, you know, video wise, I'm just going to try and get a few things out that I'm excited about. And yeah. I know you picked back up. You were, you were quiet for a while and then you picked back up. Yeah. I went a little quiet um, when we were moving, but, uh, but yeah, I've, I've been, I've been putting out about one a week um, and, then, and then a lot of stuff on the website, of course. Um, so I got, I got some good stuff coming, uh, more seasonal stuff. I've got a video coming in the next few days about like what I wear to the gym. So that'll be a good one. Um, actually that one, it, that one is a, a sponsored video and it's, it's in partnership with Google. So Google basically, and it's funny, they don't, they don't like to call it this, but it's basically their Amazon. So it's Google shopping, but it's like a relaunch version of Google shopping. And so now you, they actually have a checkout experience. You can buy stuff from Google. So they're finally someone is kind of coming up against Amazon, someone who has the resources. Um, so yeah, shout out jet.com. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so that'll be interesting to see, see how that picks up. I'll, I'll say that after having used it for a little while, um, it's a much better interface than Amazon. It's like, it's not so. And better than Google shopping used to be. Cause Google shopping was like always interesting, but you just got bounced somewhere. It was just a search engine. Yeah. yeah now, now it's an actual, um, checkout experience. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. I know Google tries a lot of things and a lot of it doesn't work out, but I just think it's great that someone's, you know, going to give Amazon a run for their money. <laughs> yeah. There's a really good video I watched on the, the problem of Amazon returns is CNBC video on YouTube. Mm. And it's like, that's how I think about it. every time I return something. It's like, this is literally just going to go sit somewhere or get burned. Jeez. It's like, it's not very good. Yeah. So that's my next investigation. Alan Emmons was first. Now I'm going to go <laughs> behind the scenes of Amazon. Now we're going to uh, solve pollution. <laughs> that's how, yeah. Well, that's how you end up disappearing. <laughs> yeah. Jeff seriously. Bezos snaps his fingers <laughs> yeah. and you're gone. Yeah. Then you get returned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's good. Well, button up podcast get listeners. We, we have, I mean, we had great guests over the summer. We joked on Brian Sakawa's episode that you were making blogging great again. And you mm. definitely have, have leaned into that. Yeah. But, uh, now that I'm now that I've been here more, we got some really good interviews lined up, and it's easier to get in front of people, so they should sound better. Because we got a new mic, we're we're looking at all of our new mic setup here. John John takes a portable podcasting rig every, everywhere he goes now. Yeah, I'm like uh, I'm like, like a This pounds. American Life reporter. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, hey, can I talk to you about your student loan debt? Yeah, exactly. And so uh, we got we got some good stuff cooking up here. So thanks for tuning in to the fall update episode, and uh, we'll catch you next week with the next guest.